Welcome back to FTP Speed Shop Podcast, the podcast where we talk about what you talk about in the garage because, hey, we're in the garage. I'm your host, Mike Early, and today I've got my good friend, Justin. Hello. How's it going? Doing pretty good. Yourself? Great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's take care of some quick business right here. I want to go ahead and uh, let everybody know that the car show, FTP Speed Shop second annual car show, will be on October 8th of 2022. And you can find all the details for that shortly here at ftpspeedshop.com. And this episode is sponsored by ftpspeedshop.com. So go check it out, get yourself some merch, and help support the channel. With that being said, let's get into it. So, Justin, what uh, what are you working on? What, what do you got going on in the garage? Uh, more than I should. Uh, currently working on my 64 C10 pickup. Um, I did the LS swap. I think it's been almost two years. It's hard to, I don't remember. Time flies, but uh, I've had it Time apart. Time flies when you're LS swapping. Yeah, for sure. I get it done, start driving around, having some fun to think of something else I want to do. So then I take it back apart, you know. Definitely, so, definitely yeah. true. Like that list always yeah. gets longer. It never gets shorter. My punch lists always get longer. I've never made one get shorter. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Everything you dig into, you find something else that you need to replace. So I'd... Uh, I had some C-notch kit that was sitting in the garage and I was like, Hey, yeah, trying to kind of clean up stuff around the garage before starting any other projects, using up materials that I already had. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I should go ahead and do that. You know, like I started it in wintertime thinking, well, I'll have plenty of time to put it back together. Well, we didn't have a winter this year and it's still not back together, but cause I got, uh, had some noise in the rear end. So I'm going to replace the carrier bearings and that and put it back together. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I got the C notch kit all welded in, um, took the differential out and figured, you know, okay, I'll fix this clunking noise that I got. But now is the, the, do I just replace the bearings that are bad or do I put in an aftermarket posi unit, you know, and mm -hmm. go the whole nine yards. Cause I'm like, if I put it back together, then I, you know, I have money to put towards some other things because there's a lot of stuff I want to spend money on and there's just not enough money to go around. I know how that, I know yeah, that feeling. It seems to be a pretty it. common thing with an LS swap too. It, well, or just cars in general. Yeah, it our just hobbies, to be, our hobbies uh, are pretty expensive. Yeah, it's a never, never ending snowball for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the process of redoing the rear end in the Chevelle also. I got a 12 bolt for it and trying to nut up to buy the parts and I just don't want to spend the money because I just spent money on the six liter. So, oh wow, yeah, it's yeah. like it kind of everything snowballed at one time. Yeah. I didn't realize until about three months ago that the uh, 12 bolt in a car and a 12 bolt in the Chevy trucks were different because I was watching YouTube videos trying to figure out how to fix mine. Yeah. And uh, the guy was working on a Chevelle and I was like, that looks nothing like what I got. But you know, are they the same, like, strength-wise? They're the same strength-wise. It's just, like, I mean, for one thing, the obvious thing I noticed was, like, the trailing arm perches on mine, you know. Don't think they have those on the Chevelle because that's a – they're a – are those coil? Use coils. Yeah. yeah. Mine is, too. It's just in a different location. But, mm -hmm. yeah, they got that rear uh, trailing arm suspension on the C10s. So, um, the where the – mounts to the axle it's got a couple of perches on the bottom that i guess aren't on the car was it chevy trucks were the coil rear suspension and gmc were still leaf spring or what was the difference because there was something weird in there wasn't there do you know yeah um i don't know all the details on it i ran into a guy at a car show and uh 
I was looking at his truck and I was, you know, younger, dumber. Well, I mean, I'm still dumb, but you know, uh, just a little old. And right. Like, but yeah. this guy, yeah. I'm like, Oh, you swapped it for leaf springs. And he's like, no, that's, that's how the GMCs came. And I was, when I figured that out. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what years, if they at some point switched to coil springs or not, but, um, cause my dad had a 69 GMC and it was definitely leaf springs yeah. in it. And then I remember, I don't remember whose I was looking at and I was like, you don't have leaf springs in here. Why is that? It doesn't make sense. Like why? Cause they're, so, they're the exact same trucks nowadays and they've been the right. exact same trucks probably since 73 and newer. Yeah. So it's just weird that they made little subtle changes yeah yeah usually it's just the cosmetic stuff like the grill that i mm-hmm. would catch on to but yeah. yeah i thought everything else was the same so so you're gonna have your uh ls swapped c-notched uh <laughs> new rear end uh pickup truck out this summer uh i'm hoping to um, yeah. i i'm i was waiting on my new gas tank to show up before i finished welding up some of the c-notch stuff i had put a couple of braces uh and to kind of solidify everything but mm-hmm. um two of them i just kind of tacked in place because i didn't have the rear end actually installed in the vehicle or the gas tank and i wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to uh interfere interfere with that and have any fit yeah. issues yeah because i just i dropped the money and went with the boyd's welding efi gas tank so um i got it I sat it in there. It didn't fit. So I'm glad I'm going to have to take that bar out. Oh, so perfect. I was like, yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. Hey, at least I didn't fully weld it in. Yeah, yeah. Two tack welds instead exactly. of an entire yeah. mile of bead. Yeah. You uh, only learn that kind of shit from doing it wrong. You know, once or twice, maybe. So. Oh yeah. I definitely like to weld stuff in the wrong spot and <laughs> grind it and hack it out. And mm-hmm. then it just looks shittier than it should have. Yeah. I know already I'm looking at the C notches and going, I might've gone a little overkill on the C notches. Cause they send you the kit, you know, and it's like, you can use however much of it you want. Oh yeah. It's kind of like, there's really, and there's no, yeah, there's no instructions or anything. So it's like not even to like where it should line up at. Uh, I had the bolt in like mini C notch, um, in before. Yeah. And that used some of the existing bolt holes before, like, you know, so like you'd pop out the rivets and you would use some of those bolt holes to line up the, the C notch kit. Mm -hmm. But this, this weld in kit, didn't like I said. Yeah, because with the bolt-in one, you basically bolt it to the frame, right? Yep. And then you just hack the frame out. Yeah. Scribe it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I did it probably the wrong way. I held it up and took a sharpie and kind of traced the line or whatever. I don't got know. It, got I, it pretty I've never, close. I've never done it, so yeah. I mean, it was nerve-wracking because I had to cut it before I could actually slide the you know the bolt-in part over. So I was like, oh, yeah. in my head, I'm going, I I would love to have it supported before I cut it, but that's just like, like I said, I probably did it wrong. But I I wonder too. I mean, I I understand like with an engine, it you know it's down to the thousandths of an inch and down mm-hmm. to the gnat's ass. But like, and I'm sure it's that way with suspension too. But I see a lot of hacked up cars on the road, and yeah. I don't know like how what SEMA or <laughs> no, I've never, I've never been to SEMA. <laughs> Me I'm either. I want to go. go. I just I've heard to go stories. This year, maybe, but yeah, I've I've I wonder how crucial it is that you know you've got that thing perfectly straight. Yeah. I mean, maybe you won't be able to line it; it'll dog leg or something. But yeah, I, I'm I, hoping that I feel like everything's a lot more forgiving than we give it credit for. Right. Yeah. Especially with all the different adjustable you know end links and arms and stuff yeah Yeah, because so yeah like i said i just i get into one thing and then it's you know oh i'm gonna now i have to address this you know or this Mm -hmm. because um 
it's like, will I drive it this year? I'm like, I could just put it back together the way it is. It ain't going to be right. But, you know, because uh, those trucks from the factory have a pan hard bar rear suspension. Yeah. Um, and so with the airbags, you're just airing up and down. The axle is shifting side to side. And I've been reading, I've been told, you know, like the longer the pan hard bar, the better, the less it'll shift. Uh, it's all math stuff that uh, I actually did really good at in high school, but it's been, what, 20 years since we were in high school? And, you know, you don't use it, for me, don't yeah. use it, you lose it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think that Google's that, pretty awesome. I'm pretty but, sure that's involving your penis, not math skills. Ooh, that too. Well, if you never wrong. had it, how could you lose <laughs> it, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I know I could take the time and make it all right. But in order to be able to drive it again this year, I've kind of contemplating, you know, which parts I'm going to actually see through like hundred percent and the other ones I'm going to have to maybe address next winter or the winter after or something. Cause yeah, that's one thing people always ask me, Oh, are you ever going to do a full frame off restoration on your truck? And I go, no, no. Cause no, I, like I a wouldn't full lifetime. Well, yeah. And then for somebody with ADHD, the chances of getting it all put back together, you yeah. know, before getting distracted with something else. I started doing a little bit of research on like four link suspensions and different whatevers and, the watts link i believe yeah which is that centering pivot guy yeah. that gets rid of the pan hard bar yeah that seemed like a pretty cool concept yeah but it seemed like a lot more work too yeah and i was just talking to somebody about that yesterday funny you brought it up and uh, they told me to get the pan hard bar out of my get the idea out of my head because mm -hmm. i'd been watching youtube videos and sending them sending that person youtube videos and they were like just i just want you to for completely forget about it just yeah. don't you know I'm like oh okay because i found a kit that somebody makes it's like it bolts on to the uh to the cover of the differential you know and then is spaced out and the brackets you know bolt to the the frame on both sides and you figure out your lengths you know get your measurements all right it, it looks easy but then again you know i'm just looking at it and i don't i've never had any experience with it so it's funny how the idea you get from a magazine catalog yeah. or whatever you're like, or even just a YouTube video where somebody's doing it and you, they don't show all the bullshit yeah. that went into like getting it lined up and set up. They don't show the 15 minutes like, going, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause right in and, cause 20 years ago I'd have been like, Oh hell yeah, I could do that. You know, but now I'm going, I'm pretty sure there's more to it than, than what yeah. you're showing me. <laughs> like we were talking about editing earlier. Yeah. You edited a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, it. you definitely edit all the cuss words out and you <laughs> cut right back to you smiling. <laughs> Got it. In. Got it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just that easy. <laughs> So yeah, Hashtag winning. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It definitely is a lot of that. I, I know because ever nobody wants to. Well, hell, you're putting yourself out on the internet. Nobody wants to look like an idiot, like right? Because some <laughs> somebody's gonna shame you. Someone's gonna say you did it wrong. Well, yeah, well the way sure. I do it is this way. So when you yeah. put your and then what I found too is like yeah, I just fuck stuff up sometimes and yeah. just screw it. People like, are going to make fun of me, then I don't care. I yeah. guess. I mean, I mean, I cry at night, but yeah. I mean, that's just, it has nothing to do with YouTube comments. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was just telling somebody, a newer technician at work the other day, you know, it's like they felt really bad because they screwed something up and kind of hosed me on my weekend shift, you know, and I was like, I look, I don't, I'm not trying to make anybody cry or not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just here to be like, what can I do to help you not do that again? Because I said, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've never made a mistake or that I'm not going to make any more mistakes. My goal is to not continue to make the same mistakes. So it's like, as long as you learn from a mistake, then I would hope that, you know, 
that it's good, but it seems to be easier said than done with it does. a lot of people. At and least I mean, at work, I, at least I, at work, there's no alcohol involved though. So, you know, so there's even less excuses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, my biggest thing is I get in a hurry mm-hmm. and then I just, I just rush and rush and rush. Cause I like, I, I know I have an hour then I have to get this done in an hour. And the second I do that, I just, I could get it done in an hour if I wasn't under that time constraint. But when I'm under that time constraint, right. I just rush and I screw stuff up or I forget something in the truck or I forget something. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it takes forever. And then I put something on backwards and I have to take it all apart. And I'm even more in a hurry and even more yeah. rushed. And then it just snowballs into just having a terrible time. Yeah. Some people work really well with deadlines and other people, it's just kind of like a psychological mind well, I mean, you know, you know me and deadlines. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you do. I, I, what was it? Uh, was that the when I first painted the truck? Right. <laughs> and where the hell did I see you? Was that at Riley's or something? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. going in to get something. You're like, you going to take the truck on the cruise? <laughs> I think so. The cab's not on yet. And uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I still got a lot of stuff to do. Actually, I had the cab on. Maybe it was the right. No, from what I the cab was, the doors weren't on. The doors weren't even painted yet. The fenders I, were painted. I remember running into you. I don't know if it was that year, or the year before, or a different year, but like it was ran into you, and it was the day of the birthday cruise, and you're like, uh, I don't know, can you come help me put the hood on or something? Because it was it was like. Was, was like, that yeah, sure. okay? So yeah, did I see you in the morning yeah. of the birthday cruise? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was in O'Reilly's <laughs> at like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, and the birthday cruise were meeting up at what noon yeah. or eleven. And for or some something. reason, I was at O'Reilly's at that time too. So I don't yeah, know because we were thrashing, trying right, to get yeah. something done. Yeah, and yours is a little more extreme than mine. Mine was, I was like, like, oh man, should uh, I? Hey, you want to come help hang the doors? Because uh, yeah. it's really hard to do by myself, and it. then get the hood, <laughs> get the hood bolted on. Because I couldn't. I couldn't hang the front fenders until the doors were on. So they were just kind of sitting there. Mm-hmm. So I had to get the doors on and then I could, uh, I'm an idiot. Hey, but you made it. And, right. it. and it broke down on the second stop and had hey. to be trailered home. And I was on 15 hours of sleep that week, all week. When I got in the Duramax with the trailer and the AC on. Yeah. I was falling. I was everything I could do to stay awake to pull that thing in. And then I had to take it over to the father-in-law's party. They had their hog roast that same day. So <laughs> pulled in on the trailer and, uh, partied there. I think I left it there that night. No, I took it home. I remember doing some of those long late nights and early mornings or all nighters on uh, mm-hmm. Derek Turner's Honda way back in the day with, uh, Derek and Mike Hartshorn. Um, I used to hang out with those guys. It was, it was kind of funny because it was, uh, it'd been probably a year or so since I'd seen anybody. I, you know, did my disappearing act I used to do when I was younger, you know, got in a relationship or whatever. Nobody saw me then. Um, and then we broke up and I ran into Mike Hartshorn at, uh, at Hobbytown. And he's like, hey, you remember where my mom lives? Uh, you swing by sometime. Derek and I are always out there working on something. Yeah. And so it was like the next day or whatever, I went over there. And then for the next three years, that was just uh, every night going over and working on stuff with those guys, hanging out, you know. And, yeah, it was fun. Like, because when I started going over there, it was like, yeah, sure. You you want to help out? Sure. All right. Scuff this firewall, you know, this yeah. car or painting, which ended up being one of it was a Bryce Racex Honda Civic or something. And it's like, yeah, the, the whole 
community or circle is just like started meeting everybody back then and mm-hmm. it's only gotten bigger it's kind of cool but but yeah it was just is funny. that that would have been around the time probably you had that s10 truck yes yeah that thing was cool that was fun yeah it was uh the black one right yeah yeah it was a 2000 gmc sonoma same thing oh, sorry. um sorry. no yeah. no that's i mean like other people are more picky but uh yeah. If I tell the story, other people are going to call me out. So no, but yeah, that was a fun truck for a little four-cylinder five-speed. You know, it, it had just the right gear ratio and everything. That every time you'd turn left going through an intersection, when you shift a second, you could just sling that thing as far wah, sideways wah. as you yeah. wanted. Yeah, get the wah, wah, yeah the just clutch, yeah, just hanging but it out there. Was that on air ride or was um, it just it, slammed? Eventually, uh, when I the first couple of years, it was just a static drop, and then. Uh, hanging out with Mike and Derek, we ended up putting an air ride on it. That was uh, quite the process, and I mean, they made it look easy. So yeah, did it have super tail lights in the? It did. Roll yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when I was, uh, I don't remember if it was the first winter I had it or the second winter. Um, so it was winter, and I, you know, took and put a bunch of uh, center blocks in the bed of the truck. Uh, for weight for traction yeah they were like against the tailgate though um and i've learned since then that you should probably put the weight in front of the axle because i ended up i was going i don't remember where i was at but i went it was a a four-lane road and i was passing a school bus and hit like some of the rutted like slush or whatever which sent me into like a tailspin like a hard tail whip because all that freaking weight up against the tailgate so the truck spun around like 180 degrees but never came all the way back around it just like was leading me like it was a a dart you know yeah and it crossed the center lane and then like when i spun around i saw some lady like three or four blocks away that was coming at me and i'm like surely she'll have enough time to stop you know Mm -hmm. and uh yeah no she freaking plowed right into me which was great because like when the cops showed up they thought she rear-ended me you know and i'm like yeah no that's not what happened yeah no i i I, I actually was heading eastbound yeah Yeah, exactly i was she was was, driving reckless yeah yeah that was it was terrible because they're like taking her away. You know, the first thing I hear, she's like, I can't move my neck. And I'm just like, and oh. she, she, and she didn't have her seatbelt on either, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, man, somebody saw an opportunity, but it was, it was my fault. You know, I was a dumb kid doing something I shouldn't have been doing and lost it. So, but yeah, so at the body shop, uh, while it was at the body shop, um, I talked it over with the guys and was like, can I, if I buy some different parts and uh, you know, can you, they're like, I mean, yeah, like, your insurance is paying this much. So if it's over that, then you're going to pay it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I had them shave the taillights and put the roll pan on with the Toyota super taillights. And yeah, it was, it was a pretty hard hit though. Cause it, the, it shoved the box into the back of the cab. So they had to redo like all the back back of the the cab cab too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of sounds a little like ricer or yeah, maybe totally maybe like Mexican looking back now and i'm some, going like super lights in it but it actually looked pretty cool yeah it i found some pictures of it the other day cool. and i was like I yeah you have to that. send me one of those because yeah. i definitely would like put one up on the the screen yeah um yeah the saddest thing for me is i can't find the pictures of i have i found the pictures of it before it was airbagged mm-hmm. and i i've only found like two or three pictures of it airbagged and it was like sitting in Mike Hartshorn's mom's driveway, like, and it was a bad quality photo, probably taken with, you know, a disposable camera, because this was around 2002, no, see, the truck was, in a, yeah, no, that would have been, like, totally, 2003, 2004. Yeah, yeah, so, that's what I was thinking it would have been, 
But yeah, it is crazy too how much uh, picture quality has gotten for yeah. like digital pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, it's insane because I go back through a bunch of my digital pictures like when we started getting digital cameras and all that stuff and I'm looking at and I'm like, I, I don't even think this is, I don't think this was shot with an actual camera. It looks, yeah. it's like... It looks like somebody just dotted a bunch of different colors. on. It's like so pixelated and so grainy. It's like, that is a terrible picture. But yeah. at the time, it was like, look at this. Yeah, I can, dig can a, see my yeah. car. And I, and it's yeah. like, yeah, they're terrible. Nowadays, you just got, what, 18 megapixel? I don't uh, know if that's right in your I phone. Even, yeah, I don't know. I, I remember like my first smartphone that would play music but it was like from a memory card and it was like 256 megabyte or whatever so it was like you know a couple songs that you could have on your phone it was like but it was the coolest thing you know and now yeah. it's like yeah now i have a laptop basically in my pocket that you know just does everything i don't even i had a laptop when i bought my house 11 years ago i bought a laptop so mm -hmm. yeah, i'm gonna be responsible i'm gonna use this pay my bills and everything i i still have it but it's more of a paperweight i tried downloading some app uh or something. What was it? God, now I can't remember. Uh, you know, you're supposed to start being responsible before you get a house. Yes, people say that. You know, <laughs> I'm still not sure if I'd fully claim it either. You yeah. Know? I mean, now having a kid to 40 years old with an almost one year old kid, I think I might have. I should have. I don't know. I don't know if I should have started sooner or what. I question myself all the time because it's like now I don't have the. Uh, well, I don't want to say I don't have the financial struggles, but it's like not like 20 years ago, you know, I, it's, yeah, I, didn't, it's, I didn't have a pot to piss in. The, so I'm like, you know, the having a kid then would have been a lot scarier, I feel like. And now it's like it's not as scary, but I don't have the energy to keep up with her. <laughs> yeah, they always say you'll never there'll never be a right time to yeah, have a kid for sure. because you're either too poor or you <laughs> yeah. got this going on or now, oh, now I'm too old, you know, mm -hmm. so you're better off just to just freaking just get it done and i yeah. don't know i mean i think i would have been i'd probably be better off i don't know that's hard to say because once you have something then you just figure out how to make it work so yep. Yep. it's, it's kind of weird yeah yeah people always told me that you know like oh if you're waiting until you're ready to have kids you're never gonna have them and i'm like i'm not saying i'm ever ready i just felt like maybe i could be in a better more responsible spot like job wise like you know when I was working concrete, you know, 12 years ago as my full-time gig, or no, 13, 14 years ago as my full-time gig, you know, it's like, it's seasonal work, you know, it's mm -hmm. like nine months out of the year, maybe you get to work, you know, I mean, there's always something else to go do, but I didn't, I wasn't budgeting my money. I wasn't doing anything. So I was just like, so you got a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, go buy car parts. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know. Yeah. And it definitely is better, I think, to wait until you're somewhat established than to just have a kid at 14 years old yeah for sure so yeah. that that do i end up on back. mtv or anything like that and never mind i take that back the best thing you could do would be a teen mom and get on mtv because <laughs> all those bitches are rich now oh probably yeah where's our get rich scheme 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 yeah, yeah scheme. Quick, quick scheme uh yeah. You're on it. You're on my get rich quick scheme. Right it's on. been two and a half, two and a quarter years in the making, and yeah. uh, 
Still haven't seen a dollar from it, so it's really working yeah. out well. It's a it's a long long term game, right? Yeah, yeah this it's is a, my retirement. This is long, what we're doing. The long retire, con, so. or what are they called? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really know what my get rich quick scheme is. Thought it was going to be Bitcoin, and that's worked out pretty well. But yeah. I haven't sold any. That's the problem. I haven't got into it. I um. If people are like, oh, if you haven't got into it yet, then you, you've missed the boat. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I just I struggle with the can't see, feel, touch it type thing, you know. And if there's an EMP or something yeah. and everything goes down and we've lost all of our ability to use yeah. it. It's not I don't I everybody <laughs> says it's the way of the future and how everything is going to go money wise. I just don't I just I'm, don't see how it works, especially in the world where Russia or China is going to freaking detonate some sort of nuclear warhead right. in the atmosphere and knock out all of our soul or our, our electrical grid and stuff like that yeah. it's like yeah then your bitcoin doesn't work so now you had four million dollars in bitcoin but you don't have anything to show for it because yeah. it's gone it's somewhere i don't know where my other problem with it i think the why i've tried to stay away from it maybe and it's, it's probably stupid but uh I get really hyper focused on stuff like when I get into something yeah. and uh, I've seen some of the guys that I work with that are just like constantly like checking their phones mm -hmm. and stuff and they're like oh god yeah or, or it's like they're either super happy or they're super pissed you know and, and I'm like man Bitcoin's taking like, a big juicy dump again yeah and I'm going I don't think i have any time left for that it's like there's guys at work they're like oh yeah. man you gotta you gotta get tiktok you gotta download tiktok and i'm like no i don't i said i waste enough time on my phone as is i don't need anything Another else like just to aimlessly you know, scroll God, yeah it's like you know hours go by and it is like, funny Shoot. too that it like the amount of apps we have like you got facebook you got instagram you got youtube you got twitter or whatever and like they're all the, it's all the exact same thing, just yeah. in a different layout. I don't, yeah, like, I'm like, I don't know why you it takes the time through one, and then you go to the other one, and it's like same stuff, same shit. And then you yeah. go to the next one, you're like, uh, it's pretty much the same shit. Yeah. So it's yep. sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I gotta just put the damn turn phone down and yeah. just wipe my ass and get up about <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Some of your first YouTube videos, you were talking about something about just like uh, just getting out in the garage and doing something, whether it's something purposeful or whatever, but just getting out to the garage and, and making something happen. And yeah. I'd kind of taken that to heart just cause it was like, I realized how much time I was wasting, you know? So it's like, but then the problem was I put a TV in the garage with yeah, the fire stick was, on it, which I'm like, you know, at first it was like, I'm going to use this when I'm troubleshooting cars yeah, and uh -huh, stuff. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then when, you know, and then sometimes I turn music on, you know, and, uh, but then other times, you know, it's like, uh, I'm going to take a break, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you haven't done shit yet. What are you taking a break for? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it definitely is like putting the TV in the garage. It was the best and the worst thing because I don't know. Hensley's calling me for some reason, but, uh, putting the TV in the garage was one of the best and worst things I've ever done because I have access to, um, you know, Pandora or music or whatever and YouTube and yeah. informational sorts. And I listened to some different podcasts. So, you know, just crank a podcast up and yep. 
go to town and work. Um, but yeah, sometimes I do find myself just, well, a combination of chairs and a TV. Right, chairs yeah. were the worst because then now I can just sit down and be like, yeah. oh, I need to take a break. Oh, give me my beer. and Especially a comfortable <sighs> chair. Yeah. Because yeah, there was a, an office chair that got booted out of the house and I was like, oh, it's too good to throw away. That was the first yeah. chair that was in yeah, here. Yeah. And, an like, and I'm going, oh man, I should get rid of this thing. And yeah. Yeah, and if you just getting out and just doing two things really, making a list of everything you have to right. do, and then I knew um, I was missing something. Yeah, the list is really important for me anyway because then I can see progress, right. and then, or I don't have to think about the next thing I have to do. I can just go to what's next on the list or what's going to take about thirty minutes to do. Right. Yeah. And it's like you hit a roadblock. Like I don't have enough time to do this. Then okay, well, I can do. Yeah, that I can go try this. to get my horns to work, and then four and a half years later, I still don't have horns in any of my vehicles. <laughs> I kept hearing about that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Can't I only paint red cars, and I can't make a vehicle with horns. <laughs> So those are my two things. That's my catchphrase. Yeah, just getting out and doing something. That's, I don't know. I I, I hope, I, I worry some about the future and people not doing stuff. doing things yeah. and being just or totally, wanting to learn. totally self-involved with themselves and yeah. the internet and what they're doing online and made up world. Yeah. Like, I'm just starting to sound like an old cranky man. No, no. I mean, like, I'm right there with you because, like, people started talking about that meta. And I'm like, they're like, you going to check that out? I go, no, dude, no. Because, like, just from the sounds of it, what I understand, I was like, it reminded me of this movie called Gamer. Uh, it was, I, don't know if I can't remember, it was not, now I could remember the actor would be great. But it was like, it was all, it was basically. Keanu Reeves. That sounds like a movie. He no, it wasn't. Uh, Gerard Butler, I think. Uh, but he, but he's, if, a, he's if a soldier. I would, if I would know who that was. Right. Yeah. He's, I think that's, yeah, no, no. Cause I'm going to say that and that'd be the wrong movie. I'm like, eh, I get him and this other guy mixed up all the time. It, you know what? Right now we're splitting hairs. that don't matter. Right. But the movie was about like, it was all in like a metaverse type mm -hmm. uh, and there was a kid playing video games, but like the, the other guy in the movie was the character that he was controlling, you know? And it was like, and then you just see all of this random stuff and advertisements. It was like, it sounds like they really just took a, a line right out of the movie, you know? And it's like, Hey, that's great. We should do that. But, uh, well, what are the odds that we aren't just the Sims? Hmm. Well, whoever's controlling me is, Got a bigger problem than I thought. Well, I, so did you ever play like Roller Coaster Tycoon or whatever? Any of those games in school? I know which ones you're talking computer about. Computer class. And, uh, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, let's put a $40 million roller coaster in and see what happens, even though we only have five <laughs> people that come in the park and kind yeah. of self-sabotage on great purpose. Great investment. Yeah. I mean, that would probably make more sense than what's actually going on. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I heard a fun stat that, uh, what was it? 40% of all of America's ammunition comes from Russia. Hmm. And they put a blockade or a ban on Russian um, ammunition. Hmm. You know, you'd think because of the Russia-Ukraine war. Now, that was back in August. Yeah, before that. Before all of it. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's mainly because they don't want you to have ammunition. So that, yeah, that was you the can't whole thing. They, the, you can't, they can't take, take the, the guns, guns. But we so. can make it, if the gun doesn't yeah. have anything to go pew-pew out of it, then it's right. just a giant paperweight. Yeah. So, fuck you guys for doing that because I like my things to go pew-pew. Yeah. 
I'll say I'm not that steady with a slingshot either, but I'm going to have to. I got a freaking whole bucket full of ball bearings. Maybe that's, just that's have to, legit. I don't have, have to modify. I don't have any buckets full of ball bearings. I'm going to yeah. have to get on that. Yeah. Um, used to get them from uh, out at Duncan where I worked. There was a, a prop shop, and every time they'd overhaul and rebuild uh, propellers off of an aircraft, they would ditch all the old ball bearings and for a while i was just like grabbing all of them and like Walk out of there I don't, your pocket like just... no i mean i asked them i was like yeah. what do you do with these they're like trashing them i was like can i have them and they're like what do you want them for and i was like i don't even know yet to be honest but i don't know just you know materials have have developed a, a weird inkling for materials and repurposing things well yeah you, know? you do so, you do a lot with the pallets you've done a ton of stuff with pallets mm -hmm. and then i've seen some like the benches and uh stools and stuff you've made and it's just it's all repurposed stuff for the yeah. most part i mean some of it you probably had to go buy some angle iron and yeah things here like lately that, i've but... had to and that hurts because this stuff is super expensive right now too yeah where do you go to get stuff where's the best place to buy stuff no, um, I've always heard Rivers is too damn expensive. Yeah, so I had gone Which to Rivers. Is, that's where I always go. And I bought I've bought stuff from them for some of the projects, but uh, I found a guy on Facebook Marketplace that is out by Raymond. I think it's Raymond. Anyways, he's on the way out to the lake out there off of like north northwest 72nd or something like that yeah. but he's, a, he's like a farmer but he builds gates and and uh stuff and he buys steel in bulk and so yeah i think i've made three or four trips out there to just buy you know a couple sticks of metal you know for mm. whatever i want to work on but he's reasonably priced and you know i'm like i'll go to him before i go to you know plus it's a nice little road trip too for me as long as my jeep is running because that's my uh my go get it vehicle yeah yeah, because all my trucks have like a six foot or less bed on them, and are therefore useless by most people's eyes. So. They're all slammed; and can't put a bunch of weight. Yeah, in sure. Them yeah, and... <laughs> but the Jeep has a roof rack on it, so I can put a 14, 16 foot. Stick I did in. see that. I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Dang, you got a pretty legit rack on that thing." It's got yeah. like a bar every like <laughs> foot on it. So that just happened because uh, I built a little—I don't even know what you'd call it—a tractor shed, a lean-to, or something in the backyard. Mm -hmm. But I had eighteen. 16 foot two by sixes and I put them all up on top of the Jeep and it just had the two bars. Yeah. Um, and they were up there just great until I ratchet strapped them down. Then both of the bars just went <laughs> like, yeah. and they just like, they kinked and they, and once I unloaded it, they never sprung they, back. They yeah. So I just went out kink. to you pull it and I was like finding bars and I was like, I'd seen on one of the Jeep forums and guy who had done the same thing and and he put just as many as you could fit on there and i was like yeah this is sweet those so are just it, straight factory yeah bars. They're just straight factory bars i just loaded them on there i think there's seven oh. crossbars on there instead of two um that's interesting yeah which was like the first time i went and bought like the first four sets uh i think one of the owners the guy that recognized me like that i went in there and he charged me 18 bucks and i was like cool right on so i went back to get another two sets because i was like i can fit some more on here and it was a different kid working and he's like that'll be 42 dollars or whatever i was like uh really and he's like yeah they're 18 dollars a set or something and i go oh okay so i was like instead of bitching about it i was just realized that i got a deal the last time yeah. i was there <laughs> so then you got to pick those battles sometimes yeah exactly yeah. i was like yeah it's not worth getting into but uh but yeah no those are just factory roof rack rails that i put on there 
That's um, that's interesting. I like that idea. I it, don't it was, hate that idea at all. It was cool, except the last time I went to go get metal, I had all those up there, and instead of having two points of contact on a solid piece, it had like it contacted in the middle because it follows the curvature of the roof. Oh, you know? yeah. And so then I ratchet strapped them down in place though, and it was so it, it, it worked, but it was just like looked like they were just going to roll right off the side yeah. of the jeep. So I don't know. I want to make like an actual. Uh, small low profile cage to stick up there but then mm -hmm. I'm like but I'm like then I always go why you know because like, it works even the, the lift and the tires and everything like yeah. ever since I got that thing it's straight up a mall crawler like it has I mean it's seen some gravel roads but I haven't found any mud because usually there was so much shit wrong with it that I was like <laughs> if I go into it I might not be coming back yeah, out no, I'm just you gonna know? walk away from it yeah you don't, so, don't want to do that yeah that that jeep was I always wanted one of those and back in high school when they came out and uh it was uh kind of a fluke deal because i was selling some s10 parts on the marketplace because i had gotten rid of my square body s10 i was like i had this 91 gmc uh sonoma mm -hmm. um white and it was like you know i love the square body s10s i really want to do that but i also have my two-wheel or my two-wheel drive o2 the second gen and a couple other projects you know so it's like I kind of sat down with a pen and paper to see like which ones needed the most, you know, and it was which like, one's going to be, yeah, the 91 Sonoma needed everything. I mean, it needed drivetrain, it needed bodywork, it needed paint, it needed suspension, it needed wheels and tires, you know? So it was just like, at the end of the day, the other projects I have, it's like my O2 S10, I just need to put a motor in it and start driving it again, you know? LS swap. Yeah, no, I picked up a 4.8 liter <laughs> for it and a Terminator kit and some exhaust and yeah, that's oh, next. Man. If I can, if I could just stop tinkering with the C10, you know, but it's like, I just keep getting deeper and deeper into the C10. Yeah. yeah. That's a, it's terrible. So, but terrible. yeah, I've been, I've been accumulating parts and then for what I don't have so far, I have a envelope of cash, you know, it's like just waiting. Cause, um, that's the only way I've figured out to be able to do anything really is, uh, putting envelopes because, and that was actually, I think the, the help of my wife, because, uh, we took the Dave Ramsey class. Yeah, I was going to say, was that a yeah, Dave Ramsey it thing? Was, Cause yeah. I remember that I, I implemented that for a little while. Yep. And, uh, we don't do like, you know, follow it every single thing. I think you have to kind of pick and choose with that mm -hmm. because like, you know, we don't all have a million dollars plus in the bank and, you know, can just walk and buy any house, you know? So it's like some of us still need to keep our, maintain our credit scores. Um, so yeah, I think with any of that stuff, you kind of take, you take what they say and then you implement it as much as possible or much as what works with what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we did that with the business. That was one of the best things we ever did was, which is a similar thing as the envelope thing. Was the envelope thing based on percentages? Um, I mean, it depends what you're, how you're using them or yeah. whatever. For me, it's like we do the budget and pay the bills, everything. If there's, if I work some overtime or if we got a quarterly bonus or something like that, you know, then she's like, well, what do you want to do with it? You know? And sometimes she'll put it in one of my truck envelopes. Like <laughs> there's like 12 different envelopes <laughs> yeah. and like, they're all different envelopes for different stuff. And, but you know, it's like, if I realized that last time we put money in my envelope, then this time I'm like, I don't know, like, what do you want to do with it? And we'll do something, you know, house project that she's been wanting to get taken care of or something there's like something that. Something about having cash in hand makes it hard to spend compared it to does. putting it on yeah, a Yeah, because it's like, you know, I I had an envelope to replace the CD player in my crew cab pickup because it took a crap and I wanted to get one of those ones with the Apple CarPlay. Um, there's so many stinking options of these 
aftermarket doubled index with Apple CarPlay. And I'm going, I've always, I've always bought Pioneer stuff. I like Pioneer. I like the tuning capabilities. I kind of feel like I know how to use them. Mm -hmm. But then you've got all these new no-name brands that are like, you know, $87 or whatever, you know. And I'm like, you get what you pay for in the back of my head is going. But I'm like, but a Pioneer one I want is like $450. i am like, do I really need that or can I? Yeah, that's. that's and so I've got the money in an envelope. Just need to take it to the bank and put it in there. And I, I just can't do it because I'm like, if I could find one that would fit all my needs for less then I could take that money and put it in the C10 envelope, mm -hmm. you know, like, or something, you know, it is crazy that cheap back in the day and granted, they're still cheap. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but cheap back in the day, especially when it comes to electronic stuff mm -hmm. used to be like, okay, this is your pioneer deck and this is your no name deck. Yeah. And completely different. This one would last like three and a half days. This one would last forever. I don't know. That's it's come a long way. It's pretty nice it now. Has. This no well, name stuff is pretty good. It's they've stolen all the good technology yeah. and just implemented it. So especially then too, you go to like you, uh, YouTube or Google or any of those and look like you know top ten uh, Apple CarPlay decks for 2022. And like seriously, there's three of them on the list that are name brand, and the rest of them are. Hyosung or you know like something i can't pronounce and i'm just going huh so but i'm like what are they grading them on though too at the same time because then i found so i was like i found pioneer that i wanted you know mm -hmm. and i started looking watching reviews and stuff and i'm like okay that's the one i want i can't find it anywhere it's not available and then i start looking into it a little deeper and i'm going it's actually a 2020 model and there weren't any like 2021 models and it's like everything's effect been affected by the microchips or whatever the shortage of microchips yeah. which i'm going freaking blew my mind because you know i don't deal with microchips on a daily basis but then when i start actually looking for buy something i want then i'm going huh yeah i guess it's more because i you know i heard people talking about that was a big thing with why the cars you know the new cars yeah. and stuff but car shortages and stuff like that I and mean, i'm like wow it's a bigger scale than that yeah, me and Aaron were talking about the car shortage, and he was like, I don't get where all the used cars going. If somebody buys a new car, their old car goes on the market. Why are used cars getting so expensive? And I was like, that's true. Why are they? Yeah. And then I got this little app on my phone called Coparts, <laughs> and I go, that's where all these cars are getting wrecked or flooded or yeah. hailed on or whatever. And there's no new cars coming in to fill the market because there's no new cars being made. Right. So the used car market huh. just keeps getting dry i bet you coparts runs through 175 to 300 cars every single week just wow. in the one uh at the 420 exit yeah it's like there's a lot of cars in the nebraska area that hmm. get totaled every single week that go on their on their lot yeah and then so. there's some that get totaled that people are just like won't give them up because i mean the wife's the wife has a 05 impala she's had for like 14 years and uh, I despise that car because I've worked on it, I feel like, more than my own vehicles. But she'll never let me do anything fun or cool to it. So it's, well, yeah, like, no. it's reliable, you know. Like, yeah. but, but it got hit two years ago in the winter. Some lady tried to do a U-turn and then, like, didn't quite make the U-turn. And she uh, just threw it in reverse. And Megan was already making the turn. So she backed into her. 
and then took off and Megan ran her down and made her pull over, which I'm like, that's my girl. <laughs> you know, like I was so, <laughs> I was so proud. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. I wish I would have seen it. You know, did she but, hold her at gunpoint? I, no, I don't think so. Oh, maybe, cool. maybe she just didn't tell me that part of the story, yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, she had her pull over and the lady's like, oh, I thought I just hit a chunk of ice, you know, or whatever, but like hit the right front corner, pun- punched a hole in the bumper cover and pushed the fender back into the door, you know, like, mm, and so course, I was like, yeah. I looked at it and I'm like, I worked at Miracle Workers Body and Paint like way back in high school and things have changed a lot, like pricing wise and stuff, but I kind of kept in contact with those guys, but I'm looking at, it, I'm going that panel panel. I was like, that's $2,200 worth of damage right there. And sure enough, we got to end up getting a check that actually, no. They wanted to total the car out yeah, um, and give us like $1,300, but I had just done a new rack and pinion, inner outer tie rods, wheel bearings on like mm-hmm. all four corners, struts on all four corners. I mean, I just like done everything besides replacing Literally the engine and trans. $2,000 in Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so it was like... We, and we had the receipts from the parts, like no labor receipts because I did it myself, you know, yeah. but, but I'm like, but that saved us. And she was actually able to fight and we got the 2200 that the body shop quoted us. And I was like, sweet. And uh, I told her, I was like, I'll just go to you, pull it and get some, I saw Black and Paula out there the last time I was mm-hmm. out there. And then, but it wasn't shortly after that. It was like, I was looking at the car, you know, a little more seriously and stuff. Started seeing that like, uh, the one of the rear quarter panels is starting to kind of rust through and stuff. And I'm like, it's just not worth putting the money into it. So I got it like, you know, I fixed it and kind of moved stuff around to where the door would open up and it's drivable. Um, and so she, I think she was a little upset that it didn't ever get fixed, but I told her, I was like, we put that money into, uh, an envelope, you know, to replace the car, like to, you know, yeah. like for, so like whenever we do sell it, we'll take that money and the money from the insurance we'll check. have a down payment. Right. And yeah. All that and, stuff, uh, so, so yeah, that was, no, that was probably closer to three years ago because then last year, um, one of the neighbors was backing down the road instead of like turning around in his driveway and driving out of the neighborhood, he was backing down and he ended up hitting it on the left front corner, like the exact same spot, just opposite side of the car. I mean, all the same damage, everything. And I'm going, all right. She was like, she was upset. And I was like, I know you're upset, but I was like, this money, this car is just making us money now at this point. You know, his van was basically doing that. Yeah. I'm going, I was like, and same thing. It pushed the fender underneath the front lip of the door. So you couldn't open the door. And she's like, all bent out of shape. And I was like, look, let's, I said, I'm not going to touch it until their insurance agent comes and looks at it. Mm-hmm. But I just took a pry bar and kind of worked it, pulled it out. I loosened the fender bolts, slid the fender back forward and uh, got it to where you can open the door and stuff. I mean, it's scuffed and you know, it's just, but it's all cosmetic. And like I said, the car still runs and drives great. Other than I think the thing she was most mad about was it like shattered one of the hubcaps. And she's like, she keeps telling me, she's like, well, if I was going to be driving it, I'd at least replace that hubcap because I've been driving it as backup whenever my yeah. shit's broke down. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like they're not the factory original hubcaps. So and I'd have to buy a set of four. You know? Can it's you like, get hubcaps? I mean, just they're aftermarket. Like, yeah, I know. But like I remember like way back in the day, you could go to like advanced auto parts. Yeah. And no, have, I like, think they still have them. Hubcap aisle. Yeah. They could get hubcaps. They do actually. Yeah. Because I was like, I was thinking about it and I was like, man, even those have gone up. I think they were like 60 bucks for a set of shitty aftermarket hubcaps. Now, yeah. And now black wheels are so cool. Just take the steelies. Yeah. And just, well, that's, just what I, that's what I wanted to do because uh, I don't know if you remember, I had that Mitsubishi Gallant mm-hmm. there the Gallant, a long time yeah. ago long yeah that car um but when i put rims on it 
I put some 19 inch wheels on it and then I took the factory steelies and had them blasted and powder coated at uh, Dillon Tire out on West Oak because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, I don't know what it is now, but at the time they were doing 25 bucks a wheel yeah, to blast and powder it. coat. That's what I heard it was, but that's been a couple of years ago. I sent Hensley out there. I told him about it recently and he told me I think it was like 37 something a wheel now, which, but I'm not sure if he had a mount or dismount, but, uh, yeah, they used to do anything. They would do steel wheels, aluminum wheels, but I guess somebody complained about the quality on their aluminum wheels, and so they quit doing aluminum wheels. And I was like, some jackass ruined it for everybody. You know, because I'm going, I'm like, seriously, like, if you're going to bitch about quality for 25 bucks a wheel to blast and powder coat, like, the only problem I think I'd ever had with a set of aluminum wheels was for the little Honda Civic that I had. The wheels came back, and they looked immaculate, but the lug nut holes i couldn't get the lug nut in one of the holes because it was too thick like oh, the build up the so i had coat. to chip it <laughs> had to chip it out a little bit there in this oh, little one spot i know but i'm like they looked amazing and so i had them do that on those steel wheels for the galant and uh then i threw some snow tires on or something and at some point i ended up just selling the the, the 19s that i'd bought mm-hmm. and had those steelies on there but the, it was awesome because like you'd just hit them with some soap and water and they looked brand new a guy at work all the time he's like jesus did you wax your wheels and i'm like <laughs> no i didn't you know but uh speaking of car how, how many cars indoor trucks have you had oh god because um, i it, you yeah. keep rattling them off and i'm like yeah i don't you have how, you've had how many I, mustangs you've had uh I've always wanted to go to the DMV and see if they could pull up a history for Can me. they do that? I, I don't know if they can or not, but I've like I've wanted to look because I, I remember telling people before I was even thirty that I'd probably had forty vehicles like registered, like not counting the ones I just flipped, you know, like or, yeah, or just that, like they're parked that, in your yeah, backyard and yeah, exactly, yeah. just for parts and stuff, you know. But but uh, I'd, I'd be interested. I mean, I could probably go back and figure out how many I've had since I've lived in my house on Thurston because I've been there about 11 years but and even that you know it's 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 been it's over a dozen since I've lived there you know yeah I feel like you've slowed down a little bit too I got I got married uh oh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean you know it's it's a good thing but yeah it's definitely uh not bringing home random projects or stuff like that so it uh yeah it is it's it slows the projects down a little bit when you have to worry about yeah um what's that parked in our driveway yeah you didn't tell me you were getting another car yeah my favorite oh ooh, that looks new i get yeah. that one a lot yeah my favorite t-shirt i've ever bought is uh is like it says like, I, I promise i heart bondo i get it yeah I yeah know. no i need to get that one sorry i need to get on there and buy some merch but uh no i bought this one that says uh just one more car i promise or whatever and then on the back it's got like the fingers crossed or yeah. something you know yeah i wear that one a lot when, when it fit but I uh, put on a bunch of baby weight and oh, yeah. Mine, yeah. I put on about more baby weight than she did. And, and mine's not coming off. So yeah, it's cause you didn't breastfeed. Ah, damn. Yeah, that's a, that's I a probably calorie burner. feel like I probably could. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't recommend trying it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, uh, yeah, it definitely slowed me down on the, the project buying stuff. It's kind of funny when I go to a swap meet or whatever, she'll tell me like, I think the last swap meet I went to, was a Fremont one last year, other than the 
Lincoln one this year, but I was getting ready to go. And she's like, how much money are you taking with you? And I was like, I was just going to take 200 bucks or whatever. I was going to take all the envelopes yeah, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. And I was like, cause I wasn't really looking for anything. It was just something my buddy, Steve, and I think you've met Steve. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, we just like to go, go to these swap meets and walk around, especially now we both got kids. You know, it's like life's busy. It's an excuse There's to no get time. out. Yeah. Out hang out with the bus. It's, it's great. But, uh, yeah, she's like, well, She's like, yeah, how much are you going to take? And I was like, oh, I was planning on taking 200 bucks. I was going to stop and hit the ATM. I thought that was the max on my ATM anyways. And she's like, well, you can take 300, but just don't buy any stupid shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh well, well, I mean. I'll be bringing $300 home. Well, no, and, I, and I, I, go, I go, could you reiterate? And she's like, yeah, any of this like stuff you already have. Like, because I, with doing the, the, you were saying earlier about, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with pallets and like some mm -hmm. scrap metal stuff. Well, it's like I've become this material junkie. I see like scrap metal and I'm like, oh, I can make something out of that, you know? And it's like, at least have it organized, but to the point where she's like, yeah, don't bring any more home until you use up some of what you have type of stuff. So that's what she was saying. Don't bring it home any more stupid shit. And so then I'm like at the swap meet, we're like 75% of the way through and I haven't found yeah. anything. And uh, she calls me and she's like, She's like, how's it going? I was like, pretty good. Haven't really found anything yet. And uh, she's like, well, whatever you don't spend, you can put in the envelope towards your truck stereo to replace your CD player. I was like, well, that makes it easy. Now I'm not looking for anything. Yeah. And about like 10 minutes later, I'm like walking along and I find this guy selling. He's got like a, I think it was a, and a little miniature like argon bottle. I don't know the sizes, but it was, you know, no more than like a foot and a half tall. Yeah. And I was like, I, I something about old metal cylinders, you know, I just, I think they're cool. And I picked it up and I was like, looked at him down the way. I was like, how much? He's like 75. I was like, all right, have fun taking that back home with you. You know, I was like, screw yeah. that. You know? So then it was like five minutes later, we're walking down this other row and I see this guy's got a bunch of cylinders and they're like the aluminum, the oxygen cylinders, like the little skinny ones that you yeah. see people carry in a little cart. And I was like, this guy probably high as hell too, you know, but I'll just ask him. Cause there was one, uh, like three foot tall one that was steel. Cause I'm like, I, I bought a welder, but I, I don't have, I can't weld aluminum. I mean, not yet. I haven't, I don't have the stuff. And I, so I had no interest in the aluminum ones, but I was like, there was one steel one. And I was like, how much you want for this? And the old guys like, sitting in his chair about 15 feet away. And he's like, he looks at me, acknowledges me, doesn't say anything, goes, get out of his chair and walks down there. He's like, I'm just curious what the hell you're going to do with it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, me too. I was like, I don't know. I was thinking maybe I could make like a table or something or a corner lamp, you know? And, uh, he's like, well, all right. That was three bucks. And I was like, sold, you know? Then you bought every single one he had. So yeah, here's the funny. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, well, what are you, what about these little ones, these aluminum ones, you know? And he's got one of those milk crates with a dozen of the shorter aluminum oxygen containers. And I'm like, he's like, I don't know, how's 10 bucks sound? Like for all of them? He's like, yeah. I go, and the milk crate? <laughs> and so I was like, ended up carrying all those out. And then he starts digging through his trailer. He's like, I think I got a couple more, you know? And he didn't even charge me for those. He just threw them in. So for $13, I walked home with like 16 oxygen cylinders and it was funny because like the wife you know she's like i told you not to buy any more stupid, stupid shit, shit. Yeah. and i was like i couldn't help it this dude made me buy it you know yeah. like this like for those prices i was I you know, know every time you kept saying those little aluminum cylinders all i could think about was 
Toretto's uh, FD RX7 with his nitrous. Yeah, under the yeah, right the front seat. And yeah, like, that's what you need to do. You need that's, to make like let's do that. Yeah, yeah. make a kick-ass nitrous system. Because so far I cut one of them up and turned it into a wind chime. So that sounds way cooler. <laughs> Can we put nitrous on the wind chime? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, nitrous. swap meets are kind of my. Uh, I don't know. It's like I don't need anything. You know, it's fun when you do need something. You know, like yeah, a, a witch hunt. I, every time I was a swap meet, I don't really need anything. And yeah. so I just go there and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's yep. cool, but nah, nah, not. I've only found a handful of things at swap meets yeah. and all the swap meets I've ever went to. So I kind of like, I don't love swap meets, I right. guess, because most of it's just people trying to yeah. unload their garbage. Yeah. And I like finding those, the people selling the, like the little, the cheap Arbor Freight style tools and stuff. Cause sometimes there's some really good shit in there mm -hmm. or stuff that's just like the consumables. Like, uh, Derek Turner got me like turned onto the, uh, the two inch, uh, Rolock discs, you know, like gets them there. Cause it's cheaper than buying them online or whatever. You yeah. get a bag of 20 or open for like 15 bucks. Those things are handy as hell. You can get into all sorts of different areas, but, um, but yeah, it's like, if you don't need anything, it was like five years ago, I think, uh, Megan went with us. She likes going to those swap meets with us. Cause she likes, um, she's big into organizing and doing kind of stuff like that. So she found some of like the old, like steel milk crates, like baskets mm -hmm. that are and interlocking. Got, and yeah. Everything. Got some of those and stuff. But, um, what I was looking for that trip specifically was a stock radio for my 64 C10 Chevy pickup. And I had like a Google image basically of a faceplate, what mm -hmm. it looked like. And, uh, like we were, it, we'd been there for a couple hours, you know, and I looked through every radio that everybody had. And, and so like we get to this one stand and I'm like, there's a milk crate full of radios. And I look down and I'm like, I'm not even going to bend over at this one. And Megan starts digging through it. She goes, is this it? And I go, probably not. And I looked down, I was like, holy shit, that is it. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, that was great. Cause it was like five bucks. And then I took it home and I completely dismantled it and only used the faceplate to put on my dash. It's I didn't have, I had a CD, I put a, built like a wood uh, inlay for the glove box mm -hmm. um, and put a CD player in there and kind of angled it at the, the driver's seat so I could see it. Um, so I, but I just wanted something to fill the hole in the dash. Not have the hole in the dash. Yeah. The dash wasn't cut. No, no. Cause, nice. yeah, yeah, that was one of the, it was funny. So that truck, I bought it off of eBay from a dude in, uh, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And I was living at Derek Turner's house probably since 12 years ago. And, uh, the auction ended on it. I messaged the guy. I was like, Hey, I'm interested in the truck. You know, like, can you send me some more details on it? Blah, blah, blah. And he messages me back and we end up, you know, getting, he ends up calling me and we're talking. And I was like, well, I seen you had it listed for, uh, you know, like, what was it? 60, I think it was like 6,800 or something. I was like, mm -hmm. um, if you'd take 5,800, like, you know, cause I'm going to have to pay somebody about a thousand bucks to, you know, for shipping or whatever. He's like, you pay me 6,500 and I will bring it to you. So he put it on the, on a trailer and drove it all the way up to, to Lincoln. And, uh, that was the first thing I did. I ran out to the trailer. Cause I was like, the, I was like an afterthought, you know, like I never, was really looking too closely at the interior pictures. Mm -hmm. And I jumped up on the, the wheel well of the trailer and looked in and I was like, holy shit, it's not cut. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was like, it still is. And after like putting the radio in there, it was cut. It was clearanced just a little bit like on the bottom, but it still had the two holes for like the yeah. radio knobs. So yeah. So I just took that, the faceplate basically and made it sit in there. So it looks like the factory radio is installed. 
Mm-hmm. I remember on my dad's Chevelle and stuff like that, he wanted a CD player back when. And so I got pretty good at like mounting them underneath the dash yeah. and tying in the men. Or I think I put one underneath the front, like driver's side seat mm-hmm. and ran all the wires around and hit it all so that you couldn't, you couldn't see them, but you could still <laughs> have some tunes. Right. And that was like right when remotes and stuff were starting to come out. So you could like still control it if yeah. it was in an odd, you know, odd location. Yep. Yeah. It was nice when I had the radio in there because, uh, like I think I was trying to do the math on how many years it's been. Cause I think it was, I think it was 2016 when I successfully made it to vintage torque fest with the crew. Um, and I had the radio in there and it was like kind of just nice to help mellow out the truck because well yeah so like i'd put the insulation in and put carpet Mm -hmm. in before that um and it ended up being a really cold rainy trip and it was uh kind of every other year seems to be that way yeah well and what i didn't realize too is like everybody else had been swapping out their rear end gears for like 308 or like highway gears and so they were running like 80 85 miles an hour and i'm trying to keep up with them with my 373 rear end you know mm-hmm. and uh i had the 355 small block with a turbo 400 trans and i was turning like 4200 rpm the whole the way there the yeah. yeah yeah so it was like the ongoing joke when we got back was it was like about 900 miles round trip with the driving we did while we were mm-hmm. there and i got nine miles a gallon and use nine quarts of oil. <laughs> Dang, yeah. That's yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it was so loud. And so like the radio was nice to have then. And now, um, when I did the LS, I ran the exhaust like, Oh yeah. And that was the other thing was on that trip. The exhaust pretty much dumped like underneath the cab too. Yeah. So it was just loud. It was gnarly. But, uh, now with the LS and an overdrive transmission and taller tires too. Um, and I ran the exact exhaust all the way out the back like the last year's birthday cruise and Kingsman cruise, mm-hmm. I'm like driving along. Cause I, I took the radio out because that's where I mounted the Terminator, the computer, the ECU was like behind the glove box. And so, yeah, then now it's like cruising along at like 75, 80 miles an hour or whatever. And it's just me and my dad and he's not real talkative anymore. And, uh, and just, it's just like, so <laughs> wish I had that music still, yeah, you know, or at least a loud, <laughs> droning sound from yeah, the exhaust exactly underneath. speaking of uh so you've went all with the the terminator stuff yeah um do you have an ls harness um i don't think i do anymore i sold it to jeff barons it's so like 100 bucks buying everything yeah all the imports and ls stuff he's got a damn prelude now i know i've seen that it was funny i, I just stopped by the shop so uh, does tj really yeah i huh. I haven't seen, I haven't known anybody to have a Honda Prelude since I sold mine. And the second that I get mine started, like everybody has one now. <laughs> they're both fortunes. They're both black. Yeah. It's fucking sons of bitches. Yeah. The only, uh, only person I knew that had Prelude before you wasn't the same generation. It was a, it was a third gen, I guess the, the, the ones that had the rear wheel steer or whatever. My well, buddy, technically my, fourth gen still had that. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. But, but a different body style. Yeah. More the, the <clears throat> boxy triangular more yeah. looking yeah those are fun cars too I, was, I don't know i've never been a huge fan of front wheel drive really anything just because like if you if you do end up spinning them or whatever how it just pulls the front end like i said i'm inexperienced yeah. with those so i'm like I, I front wheel drives with power i don't know what i don't know what i would even do with that so 
I mean, it's not as cool as rear wheel drive. And well, and you, as you were talking earlier, I just I like going sideways, and I think I mean I'm sure you yeah. can do that with an e brake and whatever else. But I never could. My Prelude's e brake was never good enough to be able to actually slide corners unless there was like some gravel out. Yeah, that never really was my scene anyway. I guess the uh, the Gallant was good at that in the snow, like when it was icy mm-hmm. and snowy out. I'd mm-hmm. go ahead an empty parking lot and just freaking kind of just drifting it around. But yeah, it was just like a. a lackluster attempt you know and missing my rear wheel drive stuff yeah when you get rid of the uh the rear wheel drive or the rear steer rear or was it what we always call that uh rear wheel assisted steering yeah. or something rear, <laughs> sliding what was side. It? Rear, yeah, rear assisted steering or something like that I'm going side fucking ways side fucking ways <laughs> grab a hold of second gear and give it a want want and dump the clutch <laughs> Oh, worked man. every single time yeah as long as you were turning left yep yeah it didn't work all the time going right no and then yeah so yeah that's uh that's exciting then so now you got the uh the truck possibly maybe possibly maybe yeah possibly maybe i'm like when did you say your, the date was for the you got till october 8th i'd like to have it before that kind yeah, of i know that's... that I always wonder too, being in the, the Kingsman car club or whatever, you know, it's like, I feel like my truck's apart more than it is the, the, together. Yeah. Then I'm like, you know, and I have even heard people say at some of the meetings, they weren't talking to me, but you know, something like, a, you know, like, well, some of these people would bring their cars to stuff. And I'm like, Hey man, I don't have five or six of them. You know, I've got yeah. one like, <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, that's, this person's never actually had a car in the club yeah. or whatever, but they've yeah. had a car, but it's just been, yeah been in the process of being built but yeah that's part and of that's the... just i mean like you know getting the ls swap done was huge like you know i i i could have had help i know everybody's always more willing to help and i was just stubborn on it because i felt like you know yeah, well no man like the group is amazing like you know I, that sonoma that you were talking about earlier that you brought up you know mike and derek helped me so much on that thing and uh you know, I just, and I've helped and I've learned so much stuff helping them with other projects. It was like, I just mm-hmm. wanted to do something kind of on my own and not feeling like I had to rely on other people. But now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, now I could probably ask for help. But now it's hard to want to have anybody over because of having an almost one year old infant. Like, you know, it's like the garage is not far enough away from the house sound wise. Yeah. And your schedule is so messed up because yeah. like, Oh, the baby's up. It's TV yeah. or something or yeah. Yeah. Oh, cause like guys, I gotta go. Cause the guys in the club, they're, they're doing a uh, shop nights now, you know, and they've, I've been asked a couple times if I wanted to host when I was like, I want to, I just don't know if I can yet, you know, cause it's like about the time, you know, that works on a weeknight mm-hmm. for everybody is be around seven. And that's what time she's going down and going to bed. And, it's like, well, you know, if we stay in the garage, it'd probably be okay. But, you know, like one person would go out and take a cell phone call and stand right next to the nursery window or something. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know. It's just easier to not. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's definitely a definite, definitely a window where yeah. your kids is once they can kind of start being a little more self-sufficient. Yeah. Then it, it kind of opens things up. A and that's bit. what I keep telling myself. And I keep telling her too, is, you know, is like, you know, everybody says it gets easier. I mean, it gets harder the older they get, you know, cause then you start dealing with attitudes and everything else, but attitudes but like, are pretty easy to smack out of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm like, I'm like, can you still do that? Cause I'm like, you know, I, that's the other thing I always was hesitant about wanting to have kids is I was like, we were raised different than kids are raised today. Like, I don't know if you can still raise kids the way we were raised. <laughs> I mean, to an extent, probably as long as they don't go to school and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, 
really had to snatch my kids up too bad in like a store, but I remember getting fucking smacked in the store for like, yeah. you know, being a little smart ass. Yeah. Talking back usually. Yeah. Or like <laughs> grabbing shit off the shelf and throwing yeah. it in the cart or something. Yep. And, but yeah, I think for the most part, I try to raise my kids about the way I was raised. Yeah. Try to be there for more for them. Like, you know, and like support their yeah sports or whatever more so than my parents that's kind of what everybody says you know when it comes down to is just being present you know like being there and i'm i'm like when does that start like is that start now or like when she starts remembering but i mean i'm there either way so (laughs) yeah i don't know like i I feel like they do remember because i think harrison was like a year old maybe maybe just over a year old and i'd started growing out a beard and it was like, you know, it was really long for a time, but it was only like this long. Yeah. And we were on a uh, vacation out in Colorado and all of Brandy's, two of Brandy's aunt and uncles and stuff were there and cousins and everything and the kids and they were at the grocery store and I think I had hair. And I don't know. I might've just been home by myself or had the other kids or whatever. And I was like, I'm done with this fucking beard. And I went in the bathroom and shaved it all off. Yeah. And when they came home, they were like, who the fuck are you? And then, <laughs> and then Harrison was like, uh, yeah, no, I don't know who that is. Like, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not I comfortable don't. with this person yeah. around me and like crying and screaming. It's like, fuck that's, off, dude. That's funny because uh, I remember seeing pictures like going through my baby book or whatever. And uh, I'm like, mom's like, there you are. And I'm like, who's holding me? And she's like, that's dad. And I was like, no, nah, no. Cause at that time my dad just had like a mustache and no, yeah. no beard, you know? And I'm like, no, nah, that ain't dad. And they're like, look close. I'm like, son of a bitch, it is dad. Like, <laughs> it was like, huh? Yeah. It girl. is weird too, to think of your parents as being 20 somethings. Right. Like you can't really, you I can't, of... I can't picture that. Cause mine were like 30 something when they had me. I was a, I was the, the accident or afterthought mm, or yeah. as my mom calls me a blessing. Um, my brothers call me accident an accident. Well, my oldest brother anyways. Yeah. 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 Cause they're like 10 and 13 years older than me. Oh yeah. Yeah. So whoopsie baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, well, there's gotta always be one of them, right? <laughs> yeah. So I know I was just actually put that together today that I'm older than my dad was when I was born and I'm going, well, yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely didn't rush into it by any means. <laughs> no, no, especially since he had... Well, it seems like a lot of people that I'm friends with are like that way. They either have kids when they're really young or, you know, Eric just had yeah Cohen like, what, three years ago, four yeah. years ago? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I don't know either. He still acts like I'm, a two-year-old. They still I don't know. Like he's, he's still... Like I seen him and he's mobile and I go, well, he's older than mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I, it's like, I know, I know he was, yeah, it's, I think he's gotta be four. I don't know. Well, and Jeff kind of was the same sort of way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So it's, it's seeing that it's kind of reassuring to me. Cause like, that was the other thing was I thought for sure we were going to be the last ones in the group. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, Tim and Lisa are pregnant again. Oh, shit. oh yeah, Tim, Ryan yeah. and Amy Givens had one. And, oh, uh, yeah. you see, you're, you're yeah, really Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Bryce and Allie had one. I'm like, oh, so yeah, we're not the last. We're like, you know, we just almost like started a new wave. Yeah. So maybe you, you guys got another one, you know, on the, no, it's, no. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't, absolutely uh, not. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, that's what it's funny too. Physically is, impossible at this point. You know, uh, you know, cause everybody's like, so you're gonna, you're gonna have more, you know? And I'm like, 
it's weird for me because I was the one that wasn't sure I actually wanted kids, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, you know, which, and, uh, and she was the one that was like, yeah, we're, we need to have, we're going to have some kids. And I'm like, okay, well, you, you, she convinced me by sticking around longer than anybody else had, you know? And I was oh. like, okay, let's, let's do this, you know? And then, and now I'm like, what? Well, I don't want her to be lonely. I mean, she's so damn cute. She needs a sibling, you know? And, uh, and Megan's like, nope, nope. This is way harder than I thought it was. And, uh, she is definitely an only child, you know? So that's like, it's kind of just funny how, how I mean, and perspective she, changes, you know? Yeah. It's like, she's, she's not a puppy. So you guys aren't going to just leave her home all day no, by herself while no. you're at work. So, yeah. And I will say too, that I was like, I'm cool with one, two, any number but three, it could be, you know, four to 300. Yeah. I'm cool with that. But that third, that third kid seems like the odd man out, like the third wheel on everything. Yeah. And I was like, it just seems messed up. I don't want to do that. And then we got outnumbered. And I said, yeah, I think that, uh, I think three is the perfect number. Yeah, That's I think three is the number. number. I don't think, I don't think yeah. we need to push our luck here. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is it. And of course, Harrison yeah. always was a handful as yeah. grandpa calls him hurricane and NASCAR and hurricane. And he's got all these names cause he's just constantly <laughs> running around nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of another one that, uh, not here yet, but on the way was, uh, Ben. ben oh and Mal. yeah. And yeah. Ben too. But Ben's yeah. a baby. Is he? Yeah, I know he's. I don't know how much younger he is, but yeah, I mean, I, I consider all of us the same age, even though some of them are yeah. like five years younger or whatever. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think you were a year behind me in high school, but, but the, I don't know. All I ever remember was you coming on the ski trip, the, the church ski oh. trip. Like I remember that as like the focal point of like when we met or whatever, you know, it was yeah. like through Travis was, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, because I, I didn't really have any. I don't remember having classes or interacting no. with you at school at all. But it was like church youth group, you know, yeah, and through Travis, went, and then and then Travis, after school, yeah. like the O Street stuff. Because I remember hearing mm-hmm. stories about the Black Prelude decimating people with the nitrous and yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, it was fun because it was like yeah. um, you raced a, a kid that uh, was a friend of mine at the time with the black BMW, like a five series. Or no, it's three series. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, and and yeah. I think you completely surprised the hell out of him. That was I, I loved hearing it all the yeah. time. I thought he always had a little more. He was a little arrogant. So yeah, I thought Chris did. Chris own that car. Yeah, after, yeah. Did he? Or no, he, Chris owned it first. Okay, blew the motor up with nitrous. I think if I remember right, somebody can correct me. Um, and got a motor put back in and then sold it or something. So yeah, and I don't think did I, I don't think I raced it when Chris had it, but I remember it being Chris's car and then Chris's buddy bought it. Was that it? <clears throat> were they friends? No, I don't. Think, I don't know if they were or not. Maybe I just remember Chris with that car. Probably. But, but the kid that owned it, Steve, my buddy Steve, was with him when you guys raced. And I yeah. remember hearing about it <laughs> because, like, Steve and I always joked around about because the kid thought every, anything he owned was, you know, the fastest or whatever. So. I mean, I did, too. I only owned a Honda Prelude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still get, you know, people like, I was like, hey, man, for what the car was, it was, it was, it was pretty damn decent. And they're yeah. like... I'll give you that. I mean, yeah. but now you got to have a thousand horsepower even. And it's like, I it's know, so insane. Man. It's retarded. I'm, I'm like, I'm so torn. Cause it's like, I see people doing that and I'm going, mate. No, I couldn't do it. I'm, but I'm like, I would have to focus on one project vehicle. And I'm like, I like my variety. I, I've always had that dream or that idea of like a different 
different vehicle for each day of the week, you know, or whatever. Yeah, but but, our but then problem is, is we'd never be able to go to work because they'd all be broken. And that's just it. Is it's <laughs> like you know, I'm like car every day. People, yeah, people are always talking crap or taking cheap shots at me. You know, like those those memes or whatever. Like all these cars and how many of them run. And I'm like, you know, like at the time I was like, right now I'm going. Sam, okay, if I do, I count hers too because they're in the driveway. But I'm like. There's only one right now that doesn't run, and that's because it hasn't ran in five years. It has a blown motor, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like trying to get to it because I'm going. If it makes it past the five year anniversary and hasn't been touched, I might as well get rid of it. But then I'm like, that's the problem though, is it's not worth anything to anybody else but me. It unless you can find another Justin that's like, this is like, yeah, like <laughs> oh my god, S10, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because it's like I searched for six months trying to find. The right S10 because I had, I was driving a Honda Civic that I bought with insurance money after the Gallant caught on fire and burned to the ground. I thought so I this could. This is a little while ago. This is what like yeah eight years ago probably maybe maybe more yeah yeah because I think I had the S10 on the road for like two years before it blew up um, before I blew it up. But is uh, that the Champagne one? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's just been sitting patiently, getting pushed around the driveway in the and out of the garage. The best part about that is it hasn't seen a winter road for right. eight years, and so hopefully it's never actually. It I mean, from... it was a uh, that truck showed up on a transport from Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> when, oh. when I bought it. So it was like, and I didn't drive it in the winter when I had it. You know, it's sat outside in the snow, but it hasn't been driven in the snow. So I'm like, that's yeah, like that to me, and... that's the value that I say I see in it, but nobody else will. Rain and snow. I don't think hurt cars. I think it's the, the grind, grind the, yeah. and the salt and shit on the roads is what really kills the cars. But yeah, I don't know. There's, there's tons of people out there, man. And if somebody is going to buy that or want to buy that, and then I, they're going to put an LS with mm-hmm. two China choo choos on yeah. it and completely destroy. It. Yep. No, I, I had listed it for a while. Cause I was just like, um, and there was a couple people that were pretty serious that looked at it. And then, you know, they came and looked at it. And one guy came and looked at it twice. And then I just, it kind of went crickets after that. But mm-hmm. I was like, and I had dropped it down to, I think like 2,500 bucks or whatever, like as of just a roller, you know, not running. Is that a regular cab or extended cab? It's a regular cab, short box. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally like, I want to make it my little drift missile. I think would be great. I would, I mean like full yeah, on, but put a fucking handbrake in it. But and, then you're going to smash it up. No, like, I mean, yeah. Maybe there's not one drift car that's not smashed. But I'm not. Yeah. I mean, those people. Yeah. The the competitive like, no, you can't compete. I've never met a competitive drifter. I've only met the wannabe drifters and they always end up trying to drift going on to the uh, interstate on ramp and end up in the uh, that big triangle (laughs) ditch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right there. They always end up there or spun out hitting a light pole. And it's like. Don't do it, man. No. Just make yeah. a burnout monster. I mean, yeah. I just like going sideways, and I'm like, apparently with the handbrake, you have a little more control, but I'm like, at the same time, you need like 600 horsepower, I feel like, to be able to light the tires whenever you want, you know? Just get yourself one of them there, superchargers. Because uh, 
I think it was my, the middle brother, the one that lives in Colorado. Like I took him for riding in one of the Mustangs I had. He's like, man, you need to get into drift racing. I was like, I'm honored that you think I'm that good. But what I don't think you realize is those cars have like 600 horsepower and those guys have sponsors because they go through a set of tires per race. Yeah. I was like, I'm just having fun, you know, but he was just impressed with the level of control that I had. I'm like, but, but it was the level of control of that you have with a basically stock 302. Like you add anything to that. It's an entirely different animal, you know? And no, we, like, wheel speed, like that's the major thing. Like when you're doing a burnout in fifth gear or yeah. like third gear and you're going 150 miles an yeah. hour on the dash, yep. when you let off, it takes a long time for those things to slow down to whatever you're actually rolling. Yeah. You know, as we're, we're in like a 300 horsepower 302 or wheel speed's within reason fairly close yeah. to our mile per hour we're actually moving right usually so it yeah, grabs just... pretty quick we're not going to get out of hand and then it's going to keep spinning for another <laughs> right. three seconds yeah so i'm like yeah it'd be fun but i think like because that's the the other dilemma i'm at is like i've been told the 4l60 that's in the truck will will work for a while but it, the 4L60 that's behind a 4.3 V6 is built differently than the 4L60 that is behind a 5.3 V8. Mm. I think it's the difference in clutch packs. I was talking with uh, Petska. Um, so he said it'll work for a while, you know. So I'm yeah. like, I don't really want to deal with, you know, putting it together, driving it for two weeks, and then having to take it back apart. So I'm either... I have the freshly rebuilt... Well, it's got like 400 miles on Turbo 400 that was in my C10 that mm -hmm. he built. And then I tried to make it to uh, Torque Fest that one year and made it like halfway and ended up having to turn around and come back. Overheating issues? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like the, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened because that was a crazy, uh, we stopped at that rest stop and then all of a sudden the MSD coil pack or whatever in my truck just randomly took a shit. So we took the uh, HEI distributor out of Tim's car that was on the trailer, dropped it in my truck, tried to get the timing set, backfired a couple of times backfired enough that it uh, i don't even still know exactly what happened but um must have it started leaking a lot of oil after those backfires and come to find out it blown part of the gasket out of the front of the oil pan hmm. um and so we jacked it up at one of the uh, truck stops and we went into the truck stop and Turner Derek was able to find this two-part uh, epoxy like putty mixture <laughs> yeah. and like a plumbing putty or something like that and yeah. made a new gasket and we so we dropped the pan put it back up and like tried to keep going made it maybe another 60 or 70 miles but it was just like missing and overheating and it just was not happy and I was like I pulled over and everybody's like oh no we're good we'll, we'll keep with you and I'm like no man at this point I just want you guys to actually make it on time so I was like I just sat, let it cool down. I'd drive for like, you know, until it started getting warm again, pull off. You know, one time I was lucky, I pulled off at a McDonald's, had an ice cream cone or two, three maybe, I don't know. It's that baby but, wipe. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> That's yeah. that baby wipe. That was like pre-baby. That was just that freaking. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm so pissed off and depressed that this thing's such a pile. I'm just going to. But yeah, I think I, and then I think when I got it home from that trip, I don't think I touched it for like six months, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it was just like, I. I was just happy that I made it home, but I was just so burnt mad. out from yeah. it. Yeah. And then it was just like issue after issue after even thinking I had it fixed to the point where I was like, I'd already had the LS sitting on the stand for mm -hmm. over a year, you know? And I was like, screw it. I'm done. I'm just going to do this. You know, I'm just going to put the LS in it and, you know, 
can of worms later and you know we're still there so they don't they don't sound as cool but that's what people say but i don't know i, I mean it, it's it's different that's the one thing i'm torn with right now so doing the airbags i'm gonna yeah. have to redo the exhaust that i basically just did mm-hmm. um and i'd gotten so many comments and compliments on how it sounded um and a lot of people, you know, firm believers, you know, it's all, all the horsepower numbers and everything else. They're like, no reason to have three inch exhaust on a stock five, three, you know, you don't make enough power to need three inch exhaust. I'm like, I know, but it sounds cool. You know, yeah. so like I'm stuck in that, you know, like, but the, one of the headers hangs below the frame rail. And so mm-hmm. in order to make, when I was making the exhaust, I was like, you know, YouTube videos, I'm going, all right, these are my friends, you know? So I was just like, I pie cut a bunch of pieces and kind of tacked them together until I had, a, you know, something that would get it back up into the frame rail and it worked, you know, and it's worked up until now, but if I'm going to bag it and it's going to, you know, lay frame or whatever, then it's going to lay, it header. can't, it can't lay, <laughs> it can't be lower than that. So yeah, you can't lay header. Nobody, that's not cool. Which I was talking with Chad Nelson yesterday as I'm going like, I'm not even sure if air rides the answer for me because like up until this point, I've had airbags on the rear for like the last four years. Yeah. Um, because a coilover broke and it was cheaper to put airbags on the rear than to replace the coilovers because I didn't do it like full on the right way. You know, like the, what do you call them? The, uh, solenoids and stuff like that, you know, like, yeah, no, I've literally for four years been running the like one or two gallon Arbor freight, uh, one ten compressor with an expansion tank. And I just plug it in before I leave the house let it air up and it's good for like a dozen up downs you know because like the travel on the rear is maybe four inches it's not really noticeable so like with the, the newer c notch now that i have in there it'll be a lot more noticeable but now i'm going do i actually want it because i'm like i would have to actually buy all the solenoids buy like an onboard compressor and an actual switch set because that's the other thing is i've been running a single paddle valve with a t in the line so anytime i go around corners it's just the air just going like, oh, like a level yeah yeah one. so it just yeah. handles like shit so i'm like if i'm it, at this point it would be cheaper to go back to coilovers couldn't you, know? you just do a single line into two ball valves or something and adjust it that way i don't i don't know i don't know like exactly. i was gonna pick uh turner's brain on that because i know they just did the air ride on uh one of one of jen's cadillacs or whatever one of Um, one of one of her many cadillacs i think he said uh well i wanted to say tomorrow but tomorrow's not saturday um saturday dropping in the engine in the Mm -hmm. purple one one of them one i think that was the one the engine was out of i know i saw that and i was like oh damn it that's all i've been on weekend shift at my work since like august yeah and uh it works out great with the little one at home you know and like i'm home four days a week and i'm helping out and i'm getting almost it it's like it i tell people i don't think it's actually real because i don't think you ever actually catch up on projects you know no it's an illusion Mm -hmm. but i'm like i've had the illusion that i'm catching up on projects with having four days off you know catching up on all the honeydew stuff and everything else and uh but yeah but on on the the downside or the negative is, you know, missing car shows. And it's like, I still have vacation time. So if there's a local car show or like one in town and my truck's mm-hmm. actually ready to go, like, you know, I'd take time off to come to yours because I didn't make it last year. I remember it was torn apart or I had to work. I don't remember. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's kind of a give and take. I'm like, but the benefits kind of outweighed the negatives when it came down to, because it's like, I'm on this shift by my choice right now. Yeah, I could go back to days, but I'm like, 
it's you know something about the little one at home and watching her grow up it's it's pretty crazy it's pretty cool yeah and then once they get older you want to stay on the same shift because then all their sports and all yeah. their trap meets and all of their boy scouts and all of their cub scouts and all of their <laughs> other things you sound Comple- like a, you sound tired no. <laughs> completely, completely eat up every single yeah. saturday and sunday you have and yeah. then you're like man i don't have any free time because i'm working all week and yeah. then during the during the weekends you know there's yeah. there's something going on or you know the wife's oil needs changed or you know the truck needs the tires rotated or i got to do yeah. this maintenance on that and it's like really hard to find time yeah trap just got over luckily that's a big time sucker but it's fun i like i don't know he's he's pretty good at it and it's it seems fun yeah so yeah that's that's kind of what it was was i i told him at work i was like ultimately it's up to you guys what you decide you know because you're management but if if it's good with you i'm good to stay on this shift uh, for the foreseeable future, because they always have a hard time finding people to go on these rotation shifts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've tried telling them for years is like, you know, you find somebody who wants to work a shift, let them, cause it, then it takes the pressure off of you to try and fill that spot. Well, but they, yeah. And then they're less bitchy about it. Well, yeah. Cause they've had like, it was a three month rotation thing. And that I struggle with. Cause it's like, you just start getting in Used tune with it, the new yeah. schedule and then you're changing again. So yeah, um, my cousin's husband worked at ADM plant or whatever in Columbus and he was, Oh, such a fucked up schedule. It was like two days, nights, one day off, two days, day, uh, one day off, two days, night or something yeah, that's, stupid like that's that. A, that's a young person's. Game, and it was man. like, uh-huh. it was like, yeah, how, how are you even like, cause you, you can't, you can't transition, but for whatever reason, this like, sh- that sounds close to the railroad. I don't know for a fact. We'd have yeah, to talk the, to Hartshorn, but the I know shift they- is so like, it was like boom, boom, boom. You like would get used to staying up all night and then you'd have to try to get used to sleeping all night right yeah. away. And that's the thing that's gotten harder for me. The older I've gotten now being on like prescription meds and stuff that it's like, if I change the time of day that I take those and then it kind of screws my whole world up for a little while, you know, about three months to level out. And then it was, you know, Oh, time to go back to the other shift. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm to the point now where I like, I don't, the weekend shift I can do cause it's still seven, you know, getting up at the same time as I would mm-hmm. on day shift. But I just, I, I, I can't do the night shift. And if it came down to it, I think I'd probably have to find another job if they tried to force me back to nights, I'm just basically a different department, you know, cause that's the nice thing about a big ass company like that is, you know, you can bounce around, you know, try, try, try other things. So because I, I spent my first seven years out there in the same shop that Eric Barron's works in, you know, doing mm-hmm. the overhaul of the turbine engines. And then six years ago, I uh, switched to the side that does like the removal and installation of the engines on and off the aircraft and does like the, the on wing maintenance, the stuff, you know, that's not as critical, but it's like, it's just so much more variety of different aircrafts and different kinds of mm-hmm. engines. Like the engines I spent seven years working on, I haven't touched in the last six years because they put me on the team that works on like everything but those. <laughs> and, it, and it was probably like the same three engines over and over again. Pretty much. Whatever. Yeah, they have. Uh, and it is kind of scary to think that uh, Eric is uh, rebuilding plane engines. He's, <laughs> he's been doing it now 13 years. And I know everybody made those. Not one of them's crashed. Everybody made those jokes when he and I both went into aviation. They're like, I'm never flying again. Yeah. It's like, well, good thing you can't afford to fly on the shit we're working on. So <laughs> It was mainly our old boss, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I had kind of crazy that 
we're both still in it and I don't know he's he's a lead tech I think over in that shop I've made my way to lead tech in the shop where I'm at the turnover where I'm at now is ridiculous. Like yeah. that was the reason I felt like I never went anywhere or progressed when I was in the shop that I started in was because everybody that was in that shop was older than me and that there, but they weren't old enough that they were retiring. You know, nobody was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So for seven years I was like, you know, kind of just the new guy. Both of us were like the youngest, newest guys in the shop. And then they, there was a couple of people came and went and stuff. And now I switched from that to the shop where I'm at now. Now I'm the old guy. And I went from like the first two years, I ended up being senior technician on the floor because the other people got promoted or went and moved on, you know? So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, senior tech on the floor after two years and still don't know shit. <laughs> you know, like, cause that's the thing where I'm at now is it's, it's always a new I mean, like it was overwhelming at first because it was like they'd give me a task. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've never done this before, you know. And like for the first couple of years, it was, oh, I don't know. I've never done this before. And get kind of, whew, you know, like yeah, but, yeah, and, until like, like, I don't know at what point it changed for me that I was just like, yeah, that's the job. You know, like every day you do something you've never done the day before. And <laughs> yeah, you, that comes with just probably just putting some miles on, on yeah. it and just like rotation and just keep doing the yeah. same thing over and over again. Yep. Like I, I get, I'm that way now with most everything we do in construction There's still a few things that'll psych me out and I'll get a little yeah. nervous about, but most of the time it's just like, yeah, here we go again. Time to get up and go to work or time yeah. to do this. So yeah. Anymore now I get those tasks like, cause I'm still after six years getting stuff. I haven't been assigned to me, you know, mm-hmm. but now it's more of a, you know, and they give me a new person, you know, and they're like, Oh man, you ever done this before? I'm like, Nope, let's go figure it out together. You know? But it's like the mindset of like all those other things I'd never done. I figured those out. I'll figure this out too. You know? So it Confidence. might take, it might take a little bit longer, but it, aviation's, Pretty much, if you can read, I think you can pretty much figure it out. That's which, why I'm not in aviation. Yeah. But I think confidence comes with experience. I mean, so. I read at a third grade reading level, but it's still reading. So, I mean, yeah. the cat and the hat. That was that. <laughs> Is that how the uh, aviation uh, books are written? <laughs> no, no. But they do have pictures. Some of Look them. at the, yeah. for the yeah. bright, shiny piece with a cross on it and yeah. turn it clockwise oh you dumb shit you only know digital uh yeah it's uh i mean i don't know i was we deal with a lot of guys that come that are right out of amp school and some of them realize that they still don't know shit and then other guys think they know everything because oh yeah i've got an education yeah you know um i don't think what they they don't tell you in the amp school is that uh about 20% 20% of what you've learned in school, maybe 20% is relevant to the actual job. I mean, yeah. most of it's experience and most of it's just like hands on, but seriously, the most of it is documentation as paperwork. And that's the thing that one of my biggest pet peeves is because I became a mechanic because I like turning wrenches and the longer I've been doing it now, the less wrench turning I'm doing and I'm supervising oh, other people and up, I'm inspecting the, other people's you're work. The, you're the one pushing the, the the bean counter now, now yeah you're the uh, the guy so, writing all the so yeah the every once in a while out. every once in a while when you get a, a job that'll come in like uh like engine r&r's a uh, removal and replacement like the removal i can do i can you know i can turn wrenches and stuff but when it comes to build up somebody else has to do the work and then i have to inspect it look at it and then let them do the next step and then look at it you know so i'm like technically i'm not supposed to be building anything which you know 
desperate times call for desperate measures. Sometimes I'll build and I'll just get somebody else that's, you know, equally rated inspector or whatever to come sign off my work. But Oh, so the guy that build is building it has to have somebody yeah. sign off on yep. it. So you have yep. to have two eyes on it to yep. make sure. That's it's the right. policy. And then some things are actually three sets of eyes too, if it's like a really critical, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, hanging an engine on an aircraft is one of those. They, they, the mount bolts, they want three three sets of people looking at those and watching those torques. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good for my house, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It probably doesn't fly yeah. in the air, I guess. If it looks good for my house, because yeah, that's the common construction yeah. one. Yeah. It looks good for my house. Right, yeah. I always tell I was my explaining. customers, I go, I don't have to live here, so it's where the hell you want me to do. Yeah. You can do the ugliest thing to me. I don't give a shit. I explained that because uh, I'd said that the other day at work and one of the guys was like kind of give me a, a cross eye like whoa what are you talking about because i said no oh, it looks good for my house i was like i'm sorry that came from my other lifetime my, my other my career. other career <laughs> finishing concrete yeah, yeah it looks good for my house or the my favorite was always working at the boss's house and he'd say that yeah, looks good enough for who's for he's an asshole <laughs> oh, and it was him it was yeah, him talking yeah. about himself and i'm like hey, if you can say that then so can we right yeah apparently no. not turns out no that's yeah, not the case apparently he no, wasn't cool i can that. call myself an asshole all day long but fuck you assholes <laughs> so all right well, i know a guy that used to work for you like off and on part-time so yeah well, I don't know anybody. Nobody in this room. Just just help, just <laughs> just just helping with concrete projects. Yeah, just concrete projects. You didn't. I don't think I knew you back when we poured this slab. I don't think you helped with this. No, one, just you? I just helped the with driveway. the house. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah you're the dumb, driveway. And, you dumb motherfucker. Came I know, over right? The house. And I still talk to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just telling somebody else. I was like, uh, I think they were talking like worst day at work ever. And I was like. I said something, and then I was like, no, actually, I'm going to have to take that back. I think it was a time I was helping a buddy, <laughs> and it was a pump truck, because we, we were talking about pump trucks yeah. and hauling hoses and stuff, because I was like, we were trying to figure out how they did this. They re-poured a floor in the basement of one of the buildings at Duncan. I was like, they did it when I wasn't there. And I was like, I wonder if they just had a pump truck with like 300 foot of hoses or what? I was like, God, that would be a bitch. I go, I go, I go but it wouldn't be as much of a bitch as that time I helped mike early do his basement or his walls or whatever because uh did you help with the walls too yeah because okay, uh, we so were just falling down in the worst. mud oh yeah it was yeah so for and those, then i showed back up to help with the floor, the floor too. yeah that's the why floor, you called me an idiot yeah the floor was <laughs> fucking i just heard there was gonna be hot dogs yeah hot dogs and i think uh <laughs> kelvin brought freaking uh fireball or something or tequila and i almost died in my basement doing the floor but i remember coming out and you were sitting on the sand pile with a gatorade and a water and story is mostly you, correct i was actually sitting on my table saw was it yeah yeah right I, here i was a little yeah. delirious too because i had yeah. just come out of the basement and that i was because yeah it was another Somebody was asking me about stamped and colored concrete or whatever. I was like, like, oh, yeah, I got a story. I got a story about that, too. I was like, the fun thing about stamped and colored concrete is um, you after you start, you can't add water because it'll change the color of it. Yeah. And then... uh, or you can't can't add water when the bitch spins the entire truck out in one corner of the basement. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, we were, like, halfway through that and screeding still and standing on top of it. Oh, I walked off of it. Yeah. And you can't hardly even see boot prints. You can, yeah. it's just like, you can see the little X's from my overboots. And then, yeah. we, then we had, then we went back and stamped it. <laughs> well, portions of it, I guess. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. <clears throat> it was still somewhat soft when we started stamping it, but by that back corner, cause yeah, we scrubbed that fucker to death. Yeah. It's still to this day the only on stamped basement I've ever done or been part of or even heard of. I don't know if anybody it was, else has stamped it was basement. stupid. Hey, 
But it looks fucking cool. I know. I was gonna say. The only thing I regret is not putting wire in it because they've oh. separated a little bit. Did it? Yeah. So. I was going to say, yeah, because I think the only time I'd seen it was shortly there. Within a year or two, it was one of the New Year's or uh, sweater parties or whatever you guys had. Let's see, yeah, it's been a couple of years since I've yeah. been to one of those. I can't Everybody's remember. like, that's concrete? Yeah, it's concrete. Yeah. Like, no way, that's fucking concrete? Yeah, yeah it's fucking concrete. Yeah. One of the... And it was, you know, it was like we're going to spend $2,500 to put concrete in the basement or whatever. We might as well spend cool. $2,600 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was like we're going to spend $1,800. We might as well spend $2,500 and yeah. go rent some stamps and go buy... Fuck, I don't know. What was that? Like, it couldn't have been that much. Six and a half yards, maybe. Yeah, sounds about right. Something yeah. like that, you know, six bags of dye, mm-hmm. six and a half bags of dye or whatever. And I always wonder, too, if the dye, you know, it works as an activator. Because I, you know, I well, like, or if it was just, like, I mean, the conditions, it was pretty hot that day, too. And, and I had been up since fucking, I'd been in that basement since seven o'clock in the morning. And I think I'd no lunch, no nothing, you know, water or whatever, maybe had like a fucking <clears throat> snack or something. Yeah. Cause it was like getting that thing prepped cause we got concrete coming at five or whatever yeah. it was or four thirty or three thirty or I don't know when it was, but we didn't yeah. walk out of there till seven or later. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we were down there. I was down there for fucking 12 hours straight prepping it and then pouring it. And yeah. then it was hot. It was in the middle of summer, <laughs> August Man. probably. Yeah. I don't think anything went smoothlier as it should have. No, when we were pouring that. I was going to because even this out here, I was looking at it when I walked up, and I was like. It's all spalling. And yeah. Like, I was like, I did the top from the garage door, like the first, out six feet, and I was like, hey, that good. looks all right. But yeah, then I was like, somebody good. used too much water in this area, because, I mean, that was my, my first thought was anyways, because he's like, if you use too much water, you know, to help with the finishing, then you'll see that, like, pops out or something. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's still still solid. It's still one slab. Yeah, you we had didn't wire have that. to use any water on that, I don't think. The only spot that got water was Eric was here throwing me slices of pizza and beer because <laughs> I was in the middle and oh, Trevor yeah. Gale was on the end. So, yeah. And we were working this way. Yeah. And I had – he tossed me a beer, and I opened it and took a drink and set it down in my pans – and had kicked it over and not realized it and then like two minutes later aaron's like where the hell is all this water coming from <laughs> yeah what the hell is all this? i remember him yelling That's yeah funny. and i was like what are you talking about and there's just like a trail of water running yeah. down towards him and it was my beer i kicked yeah. over and spilled and eric's throwing us pizzas and cleaning tools oh, that was oh, a good old days fuck concrete yeah, I know. I very rarely have had a good concrete experience, and I keep doing it. I know. I'm, I've am i got a couple projects or pours I want to set up at the house, but I was just like, how to go about doing them. Like, I, it's it's kind of funny because all the, like, let's see, I did it for, did it for the same company for 10 years and then continued doing it on the side for about another six or seven. Yeah. Um, roughly 20 years of concrete finishing experience. And, I'm finding myself lately watching YouTube videos of people using bag mix and you know how big of a job they can do like with bag mix and I'm going I don't think it's worth it but I like the other time I'm like I can't really get a truck into my backyard and I don't really want a wheelbarrow at all but then I'm like I'm the last couple of small projects I did at the house, I did it in a wheelbarrow with bag mix, with like a mm-hmm. hoe, just mixing them up. But it was like a two foot by three foot pad for my mailbox project that I did, which I was like, that was the first one. So you're like six bags. 
Yeah. So that was funny though. Cause I was like, I kept saying to everybody, I'm like 20 years of concrete finishing experience. I can finally afford to do a job for myself. And then I showed a picture. It was a two <laughs> foot by three foot pad that my mailbox is on, yeah. which turned out pretty good. But, uh, it's you chopping it up with a hoe and a bunch yeah, of bags in there. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And I actually ran short and had to run to Menards and get some more cause somebody lied to me, but long story short, but, four, uh, I would say four by four three or you know uh four inches thick is yeah. gonna be 15 bags technically it should be yeah. 13 bags but i always get 15 so yeah. it's just figure if one sidewalk square is a quarter yard is what i figured yep yeah so uh since last fall we decided we were going to finally have somebody put new siding on the garage mm -hmm. um and then I started looking at it and I'm like, well, there's some things I want to change before we do siding, you know, like never really liked the back windows on the south side of the garage and, uh, the door to the garage, the back from the backyard was like in the breezeway there. Um, and it leaked terribly. Like when it would rain, water was like splashing and coming up into mm -hmm. the garage and stuff. And so like the whole door, the needed to be replaced anyways. I'm like, if I'm going to replace it, I kind of want to move it too. And so like the guy gave us a quote for everything and I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I'll go ahead and do that myself. Um, and then you guys can put the siding on. So my father-in-law and I framed up the window, the, both of the windows, cause I just wanted to get rid of the windows. Um, so now I have more wall space for, you know, if I want to put some cabinets up there, which I don't know, sometimes I look at it and I go, I'm not sure what I was thinking, but it's done now. And the siding's on, it looks great. But we moved the door from like the West facing the West Southwest corner to like facing the south on that southwest corner because mm -hmm. I want to do a patio out back off the back of the garage. But I think you've been over to the place. Like the lay yeah. of the land is so screwy and like the elevations are so screwed up that like the lowest point in the backyard is the corner more. of my back garage, <laughs> yeah. uh, back corner of the garage where the downspout's at. And uh, so in order to do it right, I'm gonna have to basically tear out all the concrete that's there and uh, do I want to bury the downspouts and then I'll end up having to do like a French drain or something like way out into the yard. And then I was thinking when I do the patio, I'll do like a drain and do a T off of the, the line of the buried downspouts. I can't even talk, but uh, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. And my wife, you know, I'm talking to her about it. She's like, so we're never doing that while we live here. Cause that sounds like a lot of work. And I'm like, it is a lot of work, but I'm like, it, it's a lot cheaper you know because i can do it all myself but it's just definitely gonna take time she's likes to see like a project get started and finished like in a relative like, like i'm not sure what that means no like when you came and did the roof <laughs> on the garage she, she was like that's how it's supposed to be done started and finished you know and the guys with the siding you know like i kept joking with her dad because like he and i were gonna attempt it and she's like no i want it done you know yeah. and uh and they ended up dragging it out over the course of a couple of weeks or whatever. And I'm like, I was like, we could have done it. <laughs> you yeah, know? We, we could have done it a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, so. shut up. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Cause, and then I don't know, the temperature was a, a crazy drop, like after they did the siding and then some of it started popping out and bowing off and stuff. So then they were coming back and fixing it, but it's all good now and taken care of. But I ended up, like I said, moving the door and everything. Well, when I moved the door, I'm like, it was going out onto a sidewalk. And so where I moved it to, there was no sidewalk. And I'm like, 
well, until we actually do that patio that mm -hmm. we want to do, I still need something temporary yeah. to do. So I set up some forms and mixed up like nine bags of concrete. I don't even remember the dimensions of it because I was going to do four foot by like four foot. And I was like, that's going to take way too many bags of concrete. And I was like, so I think it's ended up being like 32 inches, you know, basically just enough to walk out over to the other sidewalk. Yeah. But now it's dumb because we got new gutters after the siding and the downspouts like across the walkway. And I'm like, and like I said, it all just puddles up right there at the back of the garage. So I've lived there 11 years. I've known that I need to do some kind of French drain. Or some sort of, of yeah, something. grading or something. Yeah, but. grading. And that's what I'm like, you know, do a patio. Because, like, my idea, too, with moving the door was not just for a patio, but I would love to do a covered patio, you mm -hmm. know. Just extend the roof line of the garage, you know, have a couple pier footings out there. You know, I, people are like, that's a lot. But I was, like, number in my head that I can't get out of is 16 foot. I just want, like, 16 foot out, you know, roof line covered patio, maybe a little retaining wall. Cause then once they're with the retaining wall, everything can slope out away from it. And anything that falls or gets into the patio area would go down the drain to the French drain and out. Then I'll just have one really green area out in the yard where yeah. freaking sumps <laughs> that at. one spot yeah. right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I said, I know, I know how to do it all, but it's just, yeah, time, money, and time. resources. Cause a lot of this stuff too, like I've wanted to, uh, dig out next to the driveway and pour that all in concrete. Like at first I was just going to dig it out and put some mm -hmm. white rock in there. Cause everybody's like white rocks cheap, you know? And somebody's like, you're a concrete guy. Just put concrete in there. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably the way to go. Cause I'm like, that's the reason I want to do it is there's an eight foot area from the edge of the driveway to the neighbor's chain link fence. Actually it turns out it's my chain link fence and nothing grows over there because it's all shaded area. Yeah. So it's just weeds, dirt and weeds. And, uh, I'm like, my my driveway is pretty big, but I'm like, you know, that's useless area right now. And I end up parking a tire or something on it when I pull over there anyways. So I'm like, just like to dig it out and pour concrete. But I'm like, try to find somebody to do dirt work. Like I, I found a guy who has a skid loader on uh, Facebook that does a lot of dirt work. And I messaged him. I was like, Hey, mm -hmm. I got a job for you. You want to bid? And, uh, ended up, he's like, he messaged me back and says, I don't have a dump trailer. And I was like, well, I mean, could you rent one? Or if I could find one, would you, you know, and then I know a guy that has one crickets, just crickets though. Yeah. It was just like completely lost it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'll just keep spraying dandelions over there for the foreseeable future. But all right, guys, thanks for watching. Uh, Justin, you got anything you want to plug or any uh, socials or anything? Uh, make sure everybody makes it to the FTP car show. There we go. FTP car show is a must this year. If you can make it, we expect to see you there. Uh, thanks hey. for watching guys and uh, don't forget to like share and subscribe what were we gonna say I was gonna say maybe this year I want to make something for the prizes you asked me last year and I was just like I, I don't got nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah we're gonna do a raffle all the proceeds yeah. go to help the child advocacy center so um, we'll do the blind raffle or the blind well, I guess what it's not really a blind raffle I guess I don't know it's not a blind auction either so hmm. We'll raffle off stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell I'm talking Those about. Those are fun. I don't know. So, but yeah, we'll do a raffle and we'll do the trophies and we'll do proceeds. We'll go to the uh, Child Advocacy Center to help uh, kids that have been into worse situations than we ever could imagine. So, that's terrible. There we go. Now, let's end on a sad note. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. And we'll catch you on the next one.